You're listening to the It's Not Your Diary podcast, and I'm your host, Ty. Here, we combine faith, tough topics, and journaling to maintain our wellness through life's everyday struggles and to reach generational healing. So get ready for some deep, eye-opening conversations and get ready to take notes. Remember, it's not your diary because what we journal about affects the generations to come. What are you leaving for the generations that come after you? Don't know? Well, let me help you. Just grab a pen, your diary, or a journal, and let's get into the show. What's in your diary? 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 Welcome back to another episode. How are you doing this week? It is very cold here. Um, Tomorrow is supposed to be even colder to the point where some people have to work from home because that's how crazy it is. Some people, I'm talking about my husband, he will be working from home tomorrow. So yes, Um, I'm doing pretty good. After last week's episode, it was so crazy. Uh, I had a homework assignment last week and it was to retake this personality test and I thought it was so funny because the test gives you your strengths and weaknesses so I wanted to share the website I originally took this test like a while ago um and then it was so funny that my teacher brought me back to the same type of test now this is the 16 personalities I might have shared it on an earlier season but if you haven't taken it and if you don't know your strengths and weaknesses I definitely um urge you to just go take it you probably enjoy it you can learn a lot about yourself like it gives you an introduction about your personality and this is free it gives you um who you will be in romantic relationships friendships parenthood your career paths that are good for your personality some of your workplace habits and it even gives you like a conclusion so this is a really good test So I'll put the link to it in the show notes, but it's just 16personalities.com. And my personality was a INFJ. So if you are an INFJ, that means you're an advocate like me. Um, Reach out to me. Let me know. You can even post your uh, whatever you are, like your personality. You can post it on Instagram. Just tag me. Tag uh, It's Not Your Diary in there and I'll see you or you can tag my personal page. So let's get into this episode because we don't have much time because I'm actually recording this literally uh, 30 minutes before I need to be at school. Well before I need to leave for school. So I'm telling y'all I like doing these day of episodes because it's real life but also it's getting a little hectic. So let's just get into this episode. I want to talk to y'all about the effects of attachment, okay? What is an attachment style? So attachment style refers to an emotional bond or unique patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving in relationships that are influenced by early attachment experiences with caregivers. So pretty much whoever raised you is who formed your attachment style for the most part, if we just sum it all up. And there are four attachment styles. We have a secure attachment, a preoccupied attachment, or which is also known as an anxious 
anxious, ambivalent attachment. We also have the avoidant dismissive attachment or the disorganized fearful attachment, which is the one that I had for most of my life. Now, I want to kind of give a small breakdown, like a quick little breakdown. So a secure attachment style signifies a warm and loving bond between parent and child. The child feels loved and cared for and develops the ability to form healthy relationships with those around them. Children with a secure attachment style are active and demonstrate confidence in their interactions with others. Those who develop secure attachment styles in childhood are likely to carry this healthy way of bonding into adulthood and have no problem building long-term relationships without fear or of abandonment. Then we have the anxious and ambivalent attachment. This one, the child tends to distrust caregivers and this insecurity often means that their environment is explored with fear rather than excitement. They constantly seek approval from their caregivers and continuously observe their surroundings for fear of being abandoned. Those who develop under the anxious attachment style tend to carry what they have learned in adulthood and very often feel unloved by their partner while finding it difficult to express love and connection themselves. People who develop attachments under this style are usually emotionally dependent in adulthood. So this is a person who might say in a relationship, um, they're going to leave me. I know they're going to leave me. I don't want to communicate that because they're going to leave me. It's like this constant fear. The next one is the avoidant or dismissive attachment. Children who have developed under the avoidant style have learned to accept their emotional needs are likely to remain unmet and continue to grow up feeling unloved and insignificant. They often struggle with expressing their feelings and find it hard understanding emotions. In adulthood, they tend to avoid intimate relationships. And the last one is the disorganized or fearful attachment. So disorganized attachment is a combination of avoidant and anxious attachment. And children that fit into this group often display intense anger and rage. They may break toys and behave in other violent ways. They also have difficult relationships with caregivers. Children developed under the disorganized attachment style tend to avoid intimate relationships as adults and can very easily explode and have difficult time controlling their emotions. And for this person, this is someone who's probably uh, never had a deep relationship and and they uh, constantly feel like something's missing in their relationship. So those are the attachment styles. Now this is speaking... Um, it's, it's talking about children, but also like these attachment styles can and most likely very well do follow us into adulthood. And with that being said, most of us don't know how our mistrust and insecurity shows up in our relationship or how um, our mistrust and insecurities affect our emotions. So when we look at what insecure means, it, it means uncertain or anxious. And then we look at mistrust, that's suspicion or lack of confidence in. So when we think about that and think, think about 
how we navigate the world and the things that are unseen that we aren't aware of. We don't see that our attachment style affects not only our personality, but the way we communicate, you know, our romantic and platonic relationships, as well as our parents. That's deep. And we don't even realize it. Again, we think of, think about it like, this is who I am. This is how I show up. Meet me where I am and I'm going to stay right here. But that's not always, that's not wise. Let's think about it from what God wants us to, he wants us to use wisdom. Is that wise? us to stay ignorant and to just say accept me as I am and this is that and I should never grow no I don't think he would ever tell us that because that means us staying us staying comfortable you know it's comfortable to stay to keep this disorganized fearful attachment style that I have for so long and I want to give y'all a few points because for me to go from where I was to where I am now it it was a lot of self-awareness but also looking in the mirror and and the first point I want you to know that sometimes the qualities that we focus on in others are often our own character flaws and, and that's when I began to ask myself why I was having some of the problems in certain relationships that I was having. Instead of trying to change everybody else, instead of continuing to point the finger, I really needed God to reveal my flaws to me. And that's one thing I want to challenge y'all to do. So who do you have in your life that you're having a hard time accepting or you're constantly like pointing out their flaws? Instead of trying to change them, right, because that's what we want to do, ask God to help you understand their feelings. And then ask him to show you your flaws, to make your flaws more clear. Because you may start to see that you've been condemning yourself the whole time. Everything you're pointing out, you're seeing in that other person, it might have just been something in you. There's a reason why you're seeing certain things sometimes. And for point number two, identify the emotions that you feel when you experience insecurity as well as mistrust in your relationships. And then go ahead and write those down. So for me, it was feeling abandoned. It was fear of being abandoned. It was fear of a person leaving me or not fear of them not being there or just abandoning me and feeling alone at the end of the day. But what I had to realize was everything is not about me. Everything is not about what what I need 150% of the time, but it is about how I communicate what I need the next time. It's realizing that I have a voice to communicate exactly what I need and whether I choose to use that or not is on me. And then point number three, know that it's okay. No matter where you're starting at and finding out your attachment style, um, like really understand that you're still worthy You know, you're still qualified and you still deserve to be loved. Regardless of where you are, regardless of how your attachment style was formed, regardless of any insecurities, any mistrust, you still deserve to be loved. You're still worthy. You're still qualified. And this is sometimes um, when God qualifies us, it's hard to accept it again because how we are attached to him. 
our attachment style, we take it and we replicate it in every relationship. I spent a lot of time asking God why. I had to get to a point where, God, I'm still going to love you even when I feel abandoned. I'm still going to love you even though I'm struggling with trusting you right now. So not only am I, like, I had to change. Like, I literally had to grow in the way that I loved God and that allowed me to love people differently but I was trying to love God from a place of brokenness in the sense that I didn't believe he was perfect I didn't believe that he would never abandon me so constantly telling myself like God is still here he's not gonna leave you like he's in it with you like that was a constant reminder because of what my attachment style, the cycle of abandonment, the cycle of fear, the thought that, God, you want me to do it anyway? You want me to trust you anyway, even though you're not giving me the confirmation anymore? That's a battle. A battle that started way before Tyra got to the age that she is now that she had to become aware of. And when we're not aware of it, we don't know how to tackle certain issues. We can pray all day, but prayer without strategy, you know, you got to do the work. It's not just going to happen all the time, especially if it's not in his plan for it to happen that way. And so now I want to be able to get like put strategy together for us so that we can work this thing out together. And because I'm giving you practical things that we can actually do, that we can actually put into work, that we can um, implement in our lives, I'm going to also attach to the show notes the website for where you can go take the free attachment assessment. There's one that's four minutes and one is 10 minutes. If you have the time, just take the 10 minute one. It's free. But we want to be able to stop repeating the same cycles. We want to get to a place where the problem is not trusting God. The problem is, oh, maybe, maybe I got too busy that I didn't pray. You know, we want to get like the relationship issues, like the deep rooted issues. We want to get those up out of here. Like though they have no room in our lives anymore because we want to be able to communicate. We want our personality to reflect a secure attachment to not only God, but to every person in our lives. Because once you start to do that, you start to attract different people. You start to limit the time that you spend around certain people. And not to say you're better than anyone, but when you can get to a place where you are protecting your peace from a secure place and not an insecure place, wow. Like to be able to look back and say, I've grown. How proud would you be of yourself? Just think about it. I'm communicating from a place of security i'm loving from a place of security not abandonment anymore i'm loving i am i'm caring for i am giving i am receiving you know i'm parenting i'm communicating i'm doing all these things from a place of security for us to be able to do that, how much healing are we going to go out and then spread? How much joy are we going to spread? How much peace? Like people are going to want to be in your presence when you're secure, when you are communicating from a secure place. You're communicating from a positive place, from a respectful place. 
it has nothing to do with changing who you are at the root or people accepting who you are. And it has everything to do with identifying why you are the way you are. So then we can cut the branches back. You have to know what type of tree that is before you just go start cutting, you know, Cause we don't know what's up in that thing. We don't know if it's beehive. We don't know. And we don't want to look at one situation. Oh, that might be an apple tree. And it might take a few more years. It might be like three years away from giving us apples. And you're just going to go cut it down. But let's figure out the root. Let's figure out what it is. Let's figure out why it is what it is. Because that tree might yield us way much more fruit. And it might not be good to just chop it down. We need to come at it with a different approach. And sometimes we come in at things with the same approach every time. But at a certain point, we literally have to take a step back and identify what the root is. What caused this? So this way we can figure out, okay, now where are we going? Let's come up with a plan. A real plan. So we can stop being avoidant. So we can stop struggling to express how we feel. So we're not so anxious to the point where we are pushing people away. When we talk about self-sabotage, people with a secure attachment style, do they self-sabotage? Like, do we know? Do we know what that fully looks like? I know, I don't think I'm fully at a secure attachment style, but I can tell you one thing. I'm definitely um, not as disorganized as I was. I'm not afraid of certain things. And I retook the test today, and it did say secure, but I'm like, ooh, but then I know, you know, but we might still have those slip-ups, so I don't know. But one thing I can say is we are on this journey together, and no matter where you're starting at on your journey, know that you are deserving of love no matter where you are. And sometimes it just takes time. And God knows your heart. And so for this week's journal assignment, after you go take that attachment styles and closeness and close relationship assessment, it's free. So go take it. After you take that, write it down. And then really ask yourself, like, what emotions do I feel when I experience insecurity and mistrust in relationships? Figure it out. Write them down. You might have to Google the definition of some of the feelings. Get your feelings with. And next we have our melody of the week. And then this week's melody of the week, I feel like it really just brings this whole message home. And that is My Good by Eris Ford. Um, This song, I just been playing it all week. Normally, that's how these messages are formed. You know, God puts them in my spirit. I'm playing it all week. I'm listening to it all week. I'm meditating on it all week. And then the message comes around. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is this is so crazy, God. Um, but the lyrics go, I had to learn how to use my eyes. Because even then, I would lose my sight. I had to lean completely on you. And that line right there sums it all up for me because a lot of what I had been dealing with in my relationship with God had more to do with me and completely surrendering what I was seeing and what I wanted and what I was trusting to just completely 
giving it all up and being like, okay, God, I'm all in. And and constantly doing it. Like, it's waking up every morning and being like, God, you know what? I'm struggling this morning, but I'm all in. And, like, deciding every day that I'm all in. Because some days I wake up and I'll be like, God, I'm being honest. Today, I'm, like, one foot in, one foot out. And just being vulnerable like that with him. And being like, I feel like I'm all in, but my heart is not all in. You know, whatever it is, wherever you are, like, this song is just a good song. So... Go check it out, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Uh.